Hi everybody and welcome to The Fine Line. My name is Good Sense Amelia. Today's episode is about maturity or possibly spiritual development. Either way, it's inspired by my five-year-old roommate who um, is having a hard time with the fact that I'm not able to spend a lot of time with her right now <laughs> because my room is basically a hospital and my visiting hours are basically afternoons only. And that's really hard for her. Um, it's hard for her to not take that personally because she's five um, and she hasn't reached um, a point in her development where her um, world is more than getting what she needs, right? So that's totally normal uh, for her to believe that she, now that she is unable to or not supposed to wake me up in the morning, now she feels like she really needs to wake me up in the morning and get hugs. Okay, totally expected. So um, I kind of also want to turn this into a talk about spiritual development because it's kind of the same thing as maturity, but I want to talk about religion because so much of our universe is religiously charged right now. And um, because we live in America, probably I would say the majority of people, if not all, have already had prior brainwashing to view the world through a Christian lens. Even when people say they're an atheist, they don't really mean that they're an atheist. What they mean to say is that they've rejected Christianity or people who've adopted ideas about Satanism or sort of like anti-Christian ideas. This is still operating through a Christian framework because the response is inherently Christian. Um, like people don't understand that if you choose to adopt a set of ideas that are simply the opposite of some else's ideas, you're really only operating through the original framework in the first place. So um, here are some tips that I'd like to give you for um, for thinking outside of this Christian box that you've, well, that we've all been uh, brainwashed to adopt. Um, and I'm just going to kind of go through them as I'm able to think of them. So first of all, I'd like to talk about study. In Hinduism, they believe that you spend your youth studying so that in your adulthood, in your maturity, you can learn to unlearn everything that you've learned. The idea here is that the inner truth that you find for yourself is more important than the dogma that's been placed on you. And this is because there's two concepts that have been largely used throughout the world to control the population that it makes money off of. So the first we'll talk about is enlightenment. Enlightenment is a system that's used to, um, it basically leads people to believe that their place in the world is the way it is based on past actions or based on current actions and that in some cultures they even believe you can't <clears throat> go beyond what your uh, current like social place is and that's used as a system of control. The second idea is the myth of sin, which is paired quite intelligently with salvation. Uh, but sin itself inherently is a myth. There's no such thing. And so um, to believe that there's anything wrong with you in the first place makes you more vulnerable as a person and easier to control. If you don't subscribe to the idea of sin, then you s it follows that there is no need for salvation. Therefore, no need for a messiah or anyone else. Um, to teach you, you know, to be a good person or whatever. I think in English, the Bible has been uh, turned into the monster it is today because there are so many mistranslations. For example, the word perfect in English was translated from the Greek word mature. People don't know this because 
it would not be profitable for church leaders uh, for the for the laity to understand um, these mistranslations and nobody has time to learn Greek and nobody even knows about amplified Bibles except for um, really really hardcore evangelicals and by the time they get to that point they'll misinterpret anything to um, sustain their um, their brainwashing or whatever so um, you know all of the gods that we have worshiped as, as uh, humans, all of our established religions come from the hearts and minds of men. I don't think that originally they start out as an idea for profit or a business. I think that there have been like real, um, you know, spiritually developed people who have had very good ideas about what it means to truly be human and how to be good to each other and how to be good to our earth. But when that's taken and turned into a business model, and turned into a cultural restructuring and used as a way to create uh, division between populations. That's, that's, the, uh, that's where money comes in. Um, that's where the problem is. Because for anyone from an Abrahamic religion to believe that anyone else from an Abrahamic religion is inherently like evil, like we have a lot of this Christian Muslim infighting right now in the world, which I think is like um, probably one of the saddest things I've ever ever seen or witnessed um it doesn't make any sense to me um especially since yeah all gods are conceived out of the hearts and minds of men but the hearts and minds of men are conceived out of like the origin of the idea of god you know um this whole planet i call it gaia because i like giving it a name i like recognizing that it's a system and i like recognizing that she's like an entity you might notice that i refer to it as a she but like God, I always call an it. And when I even see that even makes another level of confusion because 95% of American listeners will interpret me saying the word God as meaning the very Christian idea of God. But no, 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 you have to bring it back a step and think of it more in terms of a Taoist perspective. I only call it God because I have no other name for it. Um, if I was to start calling it another word or make up another word, then I could be guilty of trying to start a new religion or a cult, you know, and changing people's ideas to be a completely new systematized idea of how we should look at God. But see, that's inherently false. It's, it's a false dilemma, um, to say that, um, either Christian God is or no God is like that is a, that is a false dilemma because it's simply the rejection of a false system in the first place. Christianity is a system of thought control, just like any other religion. And to reject it doesn't make you an atheist. It makes you intelligent. Um, and if you consider yourself anything um, in the context of Christianity, you are essentially still just a Christian, even especially people who are satanic. It's like Christians invented Satan. Like you are a Christian if you are a Satanist, <laughs> you know, like if you have have any sort of like um if you worship sin you're you're a christian if you you know have any very strong ideas about jesus one way or the other you're very likely a christian i don't even know if that dude actually existed when you read the books the gospels they don't really paint a picture of a real person they paint a picture of um an idea that like it, it, it really doesn't make any sense. I don't even know how many Christians have even actually read the Bible and realized how little sense it makes. However, I've read uh, most religious texts from around the world, and I find that all of them contain at least some 
sort of truth in them. Like, there's some really interesting stuff in the Bhagavad Gita. There's some really interesting stuff in the Upanishads. The Upanishads are my favorite Hindu text because they're so much like the Dhammapada and the Tao Te Ching. Um, but the thing about it is even Genesis has really interesting stuff, like the waters below and above, like they didn't know about the ozone layer before. And I think actually most Christians and scientists and people in general haven't even put that one together, that they're talking about the ozone layer there. So I do believe in um, divine inspiration for sure. I think that um, the origin of everything or the source of everything has ways of contacting the beings that it gave birth to, you know, like, um, I believe like evolution is a part of the design of life. I believe that, um, the animals around us and the eco ecology around us exists the way it does because that's how it was designed to. And, um, I think that human language and our, our desire to place value on things and our being able to understand things in a linguistic way has changed the way our brain has functioned. And it's, I mean, it's even true. Once a child learns how to read, they, they operate on alpha waves. They're no longer on beta waves like the rest of the animal kingdom. So there is something about our brain functioning that changes the way, uh, we behave, um, in terms of like versus how we were designed or whatever. Um, so I think maturity is reaching a point in space where you recognize that not everything is about you. Not everything is about your programming. Not everything is about the way that you've been brainwashed. Um, and that you don't understand everything that's happening around you. Um, I suppose I should word that all with I. I don't understand everything that's happening around me. I don't always recognize that everything that isn't about me, like the, that sort of a way, taking responsibility for what I believe, taking responsibility for what I believe, even though it has no foundation in reality, these kinds of things, um, taking responsibility for not knowing, you know what I mean? Like there's so much we don't know. We can only experience what we can uh, sense with our five senses. And to say that there's nothing beyond that is folly because we have, we have no way of testing or measuring anything that exists beyond our five senses. And so to reject it is basically like if a blind person said there's no such thing as a flower because I can't see it, but they can clearly interact with it in other ways. So, um, yeah, it's, um, I think it takes a certain amount of maturity to take responsibility for what we know and for, for, to realize that we don't know everything. Um, and that to say, like, I misunderstood because I was entrenched in a system of thought that controlled, uh, the way I was thinking. Um, and we're all guilty of it. You know, there's nothing wrong with being human. There's, but there is something wrong with is saying that my idea of the way to be human is better than yours. That's what causes the problem. Okay. So thanks to Ronald Jenkins for letting me use your music. Thanks for listening. And I've been bored. So I'll probably be making these every day. All right. Have a good one.